0: Welcome to Shoujo and Tell, where we discuss shoujo manga and tell who's hot and who's not, talk about themes, and just generally geek out. Today, December 18th, 2022, we'll be Shoujo and Telling about the series Twinkle Stars by Natsuki Takia. I'm your host, Ashley McDonald, and I'm joined by Colleen, creator of Colleen's MangaRex. Hello, Colleen. Hello. Hello. So, Colleen, for people who have lived under the shoujo rock somehow (laughs) and don't know who you are, or for posterity 50 years from now when somebody stumbles upon this podcast... (laughs) Would you like to say more about yourself?
1: Yeah, um, I'm Colleen. I make shoujo and Jose manga content over on YouTube. I started out on TikTok, but then I was kind of like, you know what? Let me try some long form content. So made the the switch to YouTube uh, maybe like six, seven months ago now. And it's been going pretty well for me. So (laughs) yeah. So I just kind of do little skits sometimes, and then informational videos on shojo and Jose.
0: Yes, and you make wonderful Twitter threads as well. Oh, thank you. Like just be- being like, here are all the greatest manga, and they're all just secretly
1: shojo. That's-, that's great. I love it. I'm a I'm a secret Shoujo person. I just I slide it in whenever I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> And then
0: all the shounen people come and they're like, what? I don't understand. One <laughs> piece is not on here. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> that's how it goes. All right. So today we are here to talk about Twinkle Stars, which is from the author of this little manga called Fruits Basket. So I don't know if you ever heard of her or anything. That, that's chill. This is the one manga that has been completed by her, I believe, between Fruits Basket and Fruits Basket spinoffs. Fruits Basket, another. More Fruits Basket so we will try to keep this early section spoiler free, like 10 15 minutes of high level Twinkle Stars. And then we're going to just go real ham into it. But I will give you a spoiler warning. So Colleen, for people who are like, I've only read Fruits Basket, which I think is a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) What is Twinkle Stars about?
1: Okay, so I would say Twinkle Stars, the premise of it is basically about a third year high school girl named Sakuya who uh, lives with her cousin and she really loves, enjoys looking at stars. Uh, She has said several times in the beginning of the manga that she has no idea what stars are what and what they're called. She just likes looking at them. (laughs) She's pretty. Um, One night she comes home and there's a random boy sitting in her house that her cousin just seems to be okay with. So she's like, oh cool okay so that's my cousin's friend and then turns out neither of them know who this guy is and he just showed up in their house and then basically the entire first volume of the manga is her trying to figure out who this guy is and what his deal is and where he came from and it's a nice little like mystery portion in the beginning
0: yeah I was definitely I definitely just kept reading because I was like this all seems ridiculous, but like I need to know. I need to know what's gonna happen here. Like, I need what is his deal? I need to know. And then I found out, of course, and I was like, oh no, this is a Takiya manga but
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, Nothing will ever be good. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: but we'll get there. We'll get there. So I must admit that despite years of being like, like when, you know, Yen Press re-released Fruits Basket and then they just released twinkle stars and all these other things i was like i need to read that and then i didn't and then you in a video were like i really love this manga and i was again like i need to read that and I didn't. <laughs> and then I asked you and we were both like Twinkle Stars though. And so now we're here. <laughs> that's how this happened.
1: Yeah, the fact that we both landed on Twinkle Stars, I thought was so funny. And then like the other one that we had discussed was another just like very traumatic series as well. So we were just going for the trauma on either end. You we were like, it's,
0: it's trauma time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So that's how we're here. So again, you really love this series. And I guess I want to know, like, what your favorite aspect of it is. And sub question from a listener, Kotaro Cult on Instagram asks: Is Twinkle Stars in the same level as Fruits Basket, and which one do you like the most? That's a lot of questions. I'm gonna let you think about that.
1: So my favorite aspect, I would definitely say, it's a much like quieter series. I feel like I use that word to describe like series that don't—they're more introspective. Like, there's not as much back and forth dialogue all the time it's very like quiet there's very like intimate moments without much dialogue going on i guess and the themes of like space and the stars i feel like it's just much more uh, it's always so hard to describe it because it like gives me this certain kind of feeling that i always chalk up to like indie romance like indie romance movies but mm-hmm. there's just like a certain quality about it, a certain feeling about it that I get from the series that I just don't get from Fruits Basket in a way. Personally, I do think this one is like better than Fruits Basket in a lot of ways. But uh, I know if I say that, a lot of people are going to be like, what? How? <laughs> well, you just said it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I said not- it quietly so they won't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually, so my take on this, I agree with you about the quiet aspects. Like I was just like screenshotting all the pages that were just not like a person and the, the sky or like no dialogue, just her cousin and her like having a moment or whatever. I was like, that's that stuff's great. I want to like just sit in that that moment for a while. And then I was like, all right, yeah, we we inevitably have to compare it to Fruits Basket. And I was like, you know, I feel like what happened here was. Takia with Fruits Basket. Yeah, there's a freneticness and there's the cutesy animals thing and everything. I was like, she used that to like lure us in and then and then make us cry for like 20 volumes, right? But I feel like people still get hung up on all the silly aspects of it. Like they're just like, I want to talk about the zodiac and like hug a cute animal. So I feel like with this one, she was like, No, (laughs) no, you missed the point and i'm not gonna let you miss it this time like we're just going really really hard in a realistic setting Like they don't have cell phones. Like we're not getting distracted by anything. Like we're just sitting in our feelings and you're going to deal with it. And I was like, okay, all right, we get it this time. Like I'm here for it, but also stop because you hurt me so much.
1: (laughs) Yeah. She was going for much more heavy drama. Not that there's not heavy drama in Fruits Basket, but there's a lot of like intercut jokes and intercut like slice of life moments. But in this one, it's kind of intercut as well but it's less so it's just like drama 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 oh okay some nice moments drama 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 <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah. you're like the jokes land good actually oh no but now we're back in like sad land stuff. I can't yeah <laughs> yeah so I I'm I'm like hesitant to say one is better than the other I think they're definitely just like in dialogue about the same thing and maybe it just you know like Fruits Basket has clearly won the culture wars you, y'all like we, we don't need to spark drama like this I think that Twinkle Stars is equally if like as good as Fruits Basket though that that is I would
1: say that yes I usually just chalk it up to they're both good in their own ways like Fruits Basket has its way of being like a little cutesier and this one has its way of being like a little more mature a little more realistic So it's really just down to preference, you know? My preference is just, I like the... It feels more realistic to me for Twinkle Stars. So, like, that's the one that I like. Yeah.
0: Young Me definitely... Actually, probably would have preferred this more realistic stuff. Like, I love a good sad realistic drama. Like, I'm I'm still watching Grey's Anatomy. I'm that person who's like made Grey's Anatomy go on for way too long. I'm like, I'm I'm that I'm that millennial. I'm like, stop. Like, I need to stop. (laughs) That that's what's up. Uh, so yeah, definitely. I'm like Tickle Stars here for it, but also no, my tear ducts at 1 a.m. Like, no. (laughs) No.
1: But also save me from like crying my eyes out 24 7 while reading it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, both both things are true. Uh, I also think, like, it's harder to get... A t- like, there's more characters in Fruits Basketball, which we'll get into a more direct comparison, but I feel like Sakia feels... Like, I definitely like Sakia better than Toru, if I was going to, like... No, I
1: gotta delete myself from my own podcast. (laughs) Delete track. track. (laughs) Get all all the the Toru stands coming at you. (laughs) Ah!
0: Listen, I have a newfound appreciation of Toru in my old age, but I still think that Sakia, I don't like, was more realistic for me. We'll get into it. So, that's like, if you wanna cry a lot and you're intrigued by something that we're like, it's as good as Fruits Basket, if not better. (laughs) Like, Go for it. It is available physically and digitally from Yen Press in English. I will give a content warning for this one that I was like, Fruits Basket goes places. But this one, there's like a major plot point is about a suicide attempt. So if that would be not good for you, then maybe don't read this one. Don't just reread Fruits Basket. That's fine. So here we go. We're going to spoil all of the traumatic things that have happened. So if you have not <laughs> read Twinkle Stars, like, pause, go do that, or don't. I don't control you. And then, or if you don't care, just keep going. Let's go. We're <laughs> going. <laughs> all right. Um. So, yeah, so we got another listener question that I think is just a good way to kind of jump into talking about all of the characters Individually, there are, again, less than Fruits Basket, which makes it possible to do this (laughs) (laughs) in the first place. Uh, So, yes, uh, and then we'll uh, discuss themes more deeply. So, at my cat named Aiko on Instagram said, Twinkle Stars uses a cast of characters that's less large than Fruits Basket. How do you consider the mangaka managed her cast compared to Fruits Basket? Do the side characters have more or less importance? To keep it high level i do think the side characters the side characters have more impact i think but are less present that's how i would i would say it
1: yeah the the side characters in this one they the way that they interact with the characters leaves more of an impression on the character themselves i feel like in like in fruits basket the thing that's going to suck about this episode is we're going to have to go back to Fruits Basket a lot because it is, you know, such a I huge know. series and it's also Takaya's series. So, but yeah, going, going to Fruits Basket, Toru is the one kind of leaving an impact on everyone, but only in like smaller ways. Like she hasn't impacted their personalities. She's just kind of like showing them love and showing them that they can be loved. And, and, Twinkle Stars, it's much more like these side characters have impacted their personality down the line because they're all kind of intertwined in each other's childhoods. So I feel like that's how the side characters and all of the characters really just kind of impact each other in different ways other than Chihiro, who isn't around until the series starts.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Until he's a mystery man for like three (laughs) volumes. And you're like, what is your deal, bro? (laughs) What is your deal? Yeah. It's also like, yeah, Sakuya compared to Toru is affecting change on everyone. But it's it's more obvious that everybody else is affecting change on her like really rapidly as well. Like I feel like Toru gets there, but only like. 15 volumes in are you like okay you're not just like sheltering her and like being cute with her you're like getting to a deep rooted problem that she has whereas sakiya is like yeah problem like immediately right like needs to be solved gonna gonna slowly like build something new around that that's so that's that's good i think i think the thing with brutes basket that comes to mind when juggling characters is is it what i forget what their name was Uh, Ritsu, the monkey, like totally a non-presence in (laughs) Fruits Basket, aside from like two chapters, you know, that cast was just too large. So Twinkle Stars does better at being like, I also intensely when I'm writing, I'm like, how can you manage more than like five characters? I don't understand. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. So I I appreciate the smaller cast in this.
1: Yeah, she definitely set herself up a little bit when she uh, did a a series about the Zodiac animals (laughs) having to specifically (laughs) have that many characters.
0: Yeah, and then she's like, "Uh," and then there have to be other characters that aren't them too? (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's way too many characters. Wait a second here. (laughs) Like, Maybe this is too much. So we don't have that problem in Twinkle Stars. That's very nice. Yeah, so to go just more deeply into these main characters, since we haven't even like said the names of three of them, <laughs> some the major characters are Sakia the main protagonist, who is not Toru. Chihiro, mystery man, ball of depression, is how I would describe him. <laughs> he's, do- he's doing a great job pretending that he's not depressed when he needs to, but he's super depressed. Um, Yuri, who is ray of sunshine i would describe him like i wrote shallow thoughtless kindness and i think that's true and the way i thought of him was like a more realistic therefore worse kaze haya from
1: oh you know what that's a good yeah i would say that's pretty much him just he's meaner sometimes <laughs> <laughs> right, like,
0: the whole thing, I think the impetus behind how they became friends is kind of, or, like, what attracted her to him is similar to how Sawako likes Kazehaya and, like, but then when, she, you know, Sa- 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 Sakuya, God, I'm getting all the <laughs> syllables confused, Sa- Sakuya, <laughs> like, when she goes up to him she's like yeah I, I knew he would be mean to me like there's a limit to his kindness whereas like you know when Sawako goes up to Kaze Haya, he's he's still ball of sunshine so I'm like yeah okay uh that's how I think of him <laughs> and then uh we have Hijiri who's a child's idea of an adult I think that's the yeah. summary I would give of her yeah yeah she's trying and yet uh, we're gonna get into her and then Kanade who is uh the aforementioned cousin who S- S- Sayuka lives with <laughs> now I'm just gonna mess it up all the time just new names. <laughs> this is this is my Basara episode all over again <laughs> <laughs> forgive me people I like I'm sometimes I'm like am I a little bit dyslexic maybe I don't know <laughs> so all right so of this main cast like yeah what's What's your hot take on, like, Chihiro, you know, when we find out
1: everything? I Here's the thing. I absolutely love Chihiro's character, and I think he's written in such a great way that makes sense for, like, how a, an 18-year-old would think that, like, taking care of someone would be. But at the yes. same time, it's just like, man, did he have to do it and, uh, like, leave and the way that he did. And especially when you get to those last what two chapters, and he's he's with uh Sakura again, and he's like, Yeah, I can't be you can't be my girlfriend. I'm just gonna take care of you. And it's just kind of like, hey man, maybe she just needs a therapist. Like, <laughs> she doesn't need <laughs> yeah. I get what he's trying to do because he's like, Oh, I learned all these things from Sakuya and like being around her and Hijiri and Yuri and Kande. But, like, you don't need to, like, uproot your own life just for someone else. I that That whole part was, like, it's always a little, like, hard to swallow, honestly. Especially because it's right at the end of the series. So, but it's definitely what I feel like a teenager would do in that situation. Because, like, they're just thinking about the one person and not, like, their own life.
0: Yeah, I definitely was going to be like, how did you feel about this ending? Because I, I feel like I did not expect him to be like, yeah, I'm going to run off to Sakura, my once girlfriend who tried to commit suicide and was in a coma for an undisclosed amount of time and has to go to physical therapy and was never well to begin with. And I was like, no, what? No, like, I agree with you that... I don't know. I'm of two minds about that, like particular decision. I think the way that he behaves all through up to that point totally makes sense for an 18 year old. Like the way that he's like, I'm just pretending, and he can be fun, but he's kind of a jerk, but like a lovable jerk, (laughs) and like having having a good time, and like totally falls in love with this girl who's kind of similar to his old girlfriend, but like not as in need of anything at this point (laughs) as she was. And so I'm like, but then he made that
1: decision. And I was like, I don't, I don't know about this. Yeah. It it's such a hard, it's such a hard thing for me to decide whether I like that ending or not. And in a lot of ways, I remember the first time when I read it, I was like, this feels like an epilogue. It feels like the yeah. the series ended when he left, and then the start of like when they're graduating. And then he's finally in Tokyo. I feel like those are epilogue chapters to me. And it also feels that way because when I was reading the books on the side panel, I had noticed that Takaya said that she was expecting the series to go for, I think it was nine volumes, but it ended up going 10. So I'm like, I feel like she kind of had to pad pad some time there. So she was like, you know what? I'll throw like Uh. an epilogue in there to finish the series off and make it a little happier at the end. But I almost kind of feel like this one would have been fine being open-ended.
0: Yeah, I guess I wanted him to, like, really commit to, like, I chose Sakura. Yeah. And, like, that's just how it ended. And I didn't want to have to see, like, him come back and... Sakuya be sad and everything like I was like no commit to it commit to it that's what your uncle and aunt wanted you to do they were like do you understand the decision you were like yeah and I'm like all right like did you understand and I definitely even at that time was like but what if Sakura chooses to be like hey get
1: out of here yeah <laughs> you know I did appreciate that about that last chapter that we got to see more of like Sakura getting better and like learning that she needs to be independent from this guy who was around when she wasn't like doing too hot <laughs> so like seeing seeing her get better and realize she's kind of holding it back and realizing that she can start to do things on her own and not have to rely on this guy who is nice to her once back in the day who really doesn't have any other emotional attachments to her other than just being like the one who was her boyfriend I guess they were like boyfriend girlfriend in childhood so that was that was nice for her but the whole time I was just like Jihiro, man (laughs) (laughs) Jihiro, man what are
0: you doing and he he uses language like he's like I he was basically like I have to pay it forward and I'm like I mean you should but you don't have to pay it forward like this that's not how this works
1: yeah because <laughs> like, you almost just kind of burden the other person with being like okay I'm gonna be around now but I'm not gonna be your boyfriend <laughs> like yeah it's like what? what's up with you bro and then it's like
0: if he wasn't gonna be her boyfriend like he could have just said that to Sakia, you know and like they could have just still been in a like he could have just been like well i can have both like that's what he chose in the end anyway i was like i don't understand, <laughs> I don't understand.
1: yeah he could have definitely just done like a long term or not long term a long distance relationship but instead he just kind of left it like hey i'm going back to sakura
0: <laughs> yeah he was like i'm going to tokyo peace and it's like what and like I don't know. I love his aunt and uncle cuz they were, you know, they were like, well, when we took you in, we were like, we're in it for the long haul. So like you choose to live in Tokyo, we're going too. And I was like, I mean, I get the message we're trying to send here, but like this situation is bananas in a different way from all the shenanigans of their crappy parents otherwise. I like I don't I don't get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the the ending's a little nah. Which sucks because I I love this series so much, but like the last couple of chapters, I'm just kind of like, eh. But it doesn't ruin my overall enjoyment really. It's just kind of like, how much does this affect the entire story? Not much, yeah. but it also right. just kind of yeah. makes me mad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think it's funny because I mean, the thing that should like the thing that is a bit exhausting about the beginning is that you're like, this is very far fetched. <laughs> And, like, where are we going with this? And I remember once we finally know that it's, like, oh, the friend Hijiri comes and he, she's, like, he already has a girlfriend in Tokyo who, like, I don't. it's unclear to me whether she knows that she's in a – she doesn't know she's in a coma, right? She, like, Hijiri does not know that she's been in a coma. So then it's just, like, you know, he had a girlfriend in Tokyo. Like, they basically have the same name. So when, you know – Kanade, Kanade came and was like, hey, are you Saku's boyfriend? It's like, oh, like, in his mind, he was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Duh. Like, of course I am. And I'm like, still so far-fetched. <laughs> but like, okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, the fact that neither of them say anything when he's just like <laughs> sitting in their house for a good couple of hours and then they're just like, oh, you don't know him?
0: You don't know him? Like, I thought he was your friend. I thought he was your boyfriend. That's a great reveal, though. I really love that. Like <laughs> Comedic-wise, that's that's good. But, like, that's not the tone
1: of the series at this point. So was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I wonder if it's just, like, a small town thing. They were just kind of like, <laughs> hey, th- it's one Too of the cool. guys in the neighborhood.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, he goes to your school or something. I don't know. Like... <laughs> We gotta be friends with everybody! Woo! Oh my gosh, yeah, so like Sakia and Shihiro sure are balls of depression.
1: And- <laughs> Great way to describe them.
0: <laughs> That's a way to describe them, yes. And then we have Yuri and Hijiri, who are Sakia's like two friends, who she makes in this new town after she was... So Sakia's situation was that her parents... Kind of sucked even when they were together. But then they get a divorce. And in the custody battle, her dad wins for some reason. But he already has like a new girlfriend or whatever. And so she's like, I thought you weren't going to get this kid. I didn't I didn't agree to getting a child, you know. And I guess Sakuya's like bland weirdness, like anime otaku level weirdness <laughs> about stars. <laughs> she's just like, I can't deal with this. And you're like okay <laughs> so her dad is like why do you keep bothering your stepmom and it's like what okay so she like the mutual solution because her cousin also is not performing to his parents standards is for them to just live together <laughs> and then that that solves all the problem that they get removed from the situation and in some ways i'm like yeah like Sakia keeps being like what have I done wrong? Why doesn't my stepmom like me? And I'm like, she's an unreasonable person. You should not want to be friends with her. Like, don't
1: just don't like remove yourself from the situation. Good. I think that is one thing that I really like about this series is they they really hammer home that you don't have to like people who are not nice to you. You don't have to forgive them and you don't have to, you don't also have to hate them. You can just not be in their lives. And not think about them and enjoy your own yeah. life. And I, I really like that because they did that not only for Sakuya but for Chihiro with his mom as well. Because he was also just like, okay, she's not in my life anymore. I like, I'm gonna find someone new to be my family. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
0: that's why he lives with his aunt and uncle. Because yeah, because his mom apparently always has to have a man, but can't keep a man. And then she just leaves one day, shrug, and we never hear from her again. And that's when Chihiro seemingly doesn't care. Like, he's preoccupied with Sakura and Sakuya. So, okay. That, that's cool. But so Hijiri becomes her friend first, and then Yuri eventually, you know, comes around. And so, but let's start with Yuri first, because he's, like, easier. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yuri is a sweet boy, I guess. Like, I'm kind of surprised that after you know, Shahiro chose to just move to Tokyo. I mean, Yuri was choosing to move to Tokyo too. So, but he wasn't like, oh, well, this guy has left Sakia, so I can like try again. Swoop you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead, he seemingly knew about the situation, like that Shahiro was not dating
1: sakura yeah in the in those last chapters when he's like hey i want you to meet my friend and you're always like hey what's up <laughs> i guess he yeah, just yeah, doesn't yeah. tell sakura that um yeah. that they're not dating
0: <laughs> yeah 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 i'm like you guys like did you learn nothing did you learn nothing from everything else like what's going on i don't understand um but yeah i don't know he's kind of he's a nice boy his lesson, I think, is a good one. Again, like I think he is a more realistic Kazehaya from Kimi ni So, in some ways, I'm like, yes, I appreciate the lesson that he learns of like if you're only nice to people who think you that you're wonderful and sunshine and are nice to you, like uh, whatever <laughs> that that doesn't go anywhere. Like I think his brother at one point is like is it nice to make fun of people who where something doesn't come naturally to them like is that is that a nice thing for you to do you know i like i like their like brotherly bond and everything and he's he's just a a good boy he's a good boy
1: yeah yuri's yuri's little story arc in the middle-ish of the series was really nice of just like hey, don't judge people if you don't know what their life is and don't judge people if you don't know them because you don't know anything about them. So what, what are you to tell them how to live their life? I thought that was a nice thing. And then him using that lesson that he learned with Chihiro and then again at the end, I just really like that. And I think that's another example of how the characters will impact each other a little bit more than they did in Fruits Basket because Yuri is impacted by his situation with Sakuya and then Sakuya was impacted by him. Uh, Was it like middle school or something like that or early high school? But yeah, just the fact that they all kind of like intermingle and learn lessons from each other and then you kind of find out that the way they are currently is because of an interaction they had in the past, and I just really like that about the series, especially between Sakuya and Yuri. I feel like those two have a really nice little bond of, like, learning things from each other. Yeah, and they're
0: really cute, and I like when Yuri was like, I'm not in love with her, with his friends, and they're like, what? <laughs> what? And then, you know, he uh, has a moment where they uh, collided and he, like, accidentally fell on top of her, and he was like, wait a minute, I do like her maybe sharing omelets is a sign of <laughs> affection oh okay wait a second maybe I should think about that some more and I was like oh you really thought you weren't in love with her like, that's, <laughs> that's cute <laughs>
1: like he can't hide that.
0: it <laughs> yeah I love that for you I love that you were just like no cross-gender relationships can happen and not and be platonic like that uh, I like it, you know? (laughs) With him and Hijiri, they can.
1: I couldn't with Sakuya.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, no, not with Sakuya. (laughs) It was too far. Um, Yeah, and I like... Yeah, comparing it to Fruits Basket, I think maybe one of the points of Fruits Basket is that, like, their family is large but so insular at the same time. Whereas with this, they're like, hey, definitely forget about your nuclear family for the most part. (laughs) Just, like, They're gone they don't exist. And then like, you're kind of spreading, you know, you're, you're expanding outside of that and everything, but like, it's still pretty, pretty tight. Uh, and I think one of the points of Fruits Basket is that they're like, really trying to learn how to expand more naturally like that. And it takes a lot longer. And there are so many more characters that like, it kind of just goes all over the place. Like, you know, like Yuki's arc with his student council people like those student council people don't act heavily with the rest of the somas and everything so i think that's like a big difference (laughs) and then we have hijiri
1: i have some thoughts about her i feel like first of all she's not the most fleshed out character in the bunch she kind of feels like the comedic relief to me in a lot of ways because she's always the one that's like breaking up the tension by like hitting someone Yeah, no,
0: for sure. And like she has some good jokes, like when Shahiro like in the very beginning, when Shahiro brings the dress that he brought for Sakura, but gives it to Sakuya when he's surprising her. And then Hijiri is just like, Do you know why men give women dresses to take them off? It's <laughs> like, whoa, like girl, what the heck? Escalation.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Hijiri, I just <sighs> A lot of what she she does in the series is just kind of like be the instigator of a lot of situations. So like the thing with Chihiro, I doubt that like Sakuya would ever find out about him had it not been for Hijiri just being an instigator. Or yeah. I mean, in a kind of in some ways she's also the instigator for like getting Yuri to confess to her. So, I don't know. I I didn't enjoy her character as much, but she was necessary for certain things, which is just like lightening the mood every now and then, and like (laughs) also bringing the mood down.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Uh." like I understand why she's kind of the instigator for lots of things, because the whole conflict, I guess, of her life is that it's so curated. So she's like trying to curate experiences for other people, right? Like she's just a rich girl who's like, well, my family, you know, has normal rich people problems. But like overall, we're cool, right? Like, and I just want to run away for some fun. But uh, she just still lives in the rich family compound somewhere, (laughs) right? Like and sees her mom and they watch movies. Like it's fine and chill. So she's just like, I want to, but she like wants chaos. She's like, I want to sow chaos. And I want to like curate things better for my friends. And it's just like, girl, like, I don't, I don't know. And I feel like if that had been it, that would have been great, but we'll get to the big problem with Hijiri in a hot minute like if if that had been all of her character, I would have been like, "That's great. I love some comic relief in my drama like that we she doesn't need her own drama, but apparently she did, but we're gonna get there. <laughs> first, we're gonna talk a little bit about Kanade Kanade Ugh. names. um so this is the Aforementioned cousin, so we have a listener comment uh about him in particular, so. At Mrs. Mary Morstan on Tumblr said, I gotta say, Kanade was one of the most relatable characters in that series. I felt so seen by his creative burnout and so emotional over his slow steps to get back into work that reflected my own mental and physical health conditions. And then the next arc, classic Takaya age gap. I was an adult. You were a child. Gonna sit and wait till you're 18. Nonsense. Why Sakaya? Why you gotta make me feel seen and loved and like someone understands my very soul? And then that. So to be clear, the age gap is not with Kanade; it is with Hijiri and her servant man Saki. So Kanade is Kanade is a good boy. Okay, (laughs) he didn't do he didn't do anything creepy. Like he had plenty of opportunity, and he didn't. He's a good boy in that way. um, but overall I agree with the thoughts about Kanade. So he he did. De- so his whole deal is that his he was doing so hot up until like eighth grade. He he like peaked in eighth grade, <laughs> apparently, in terms of grades. But his parents were like, You need to succeed, you need to go to like a prestigious college. And he was like, But I can't though. And they're like, There is no quitting in this household. And so he's just like, uh, I'm just gonna sit in my room for a year and do nothing because I don't understand. Like, does not compute. Uh, so then he starts to like. Sakuya's dad provides him money for taking care of sakiya so they don't really have to like do anything. They just like lounge around and live off that. I guess somehow he has enough money for that. I don't know. I didn't really <laughs> understand I was, like the economics of this. I'm not gonna think about it. <laughs> like, whatever. So then he starts to get into just like making pottery, question mark, question mark, question mark. They were like, there's pottery stuff here, so we'll make pottery. Um, and then once he starts really confronting it, he gets a part-time job, but is like, it's so exhausting. How can I get a full? I have no skills. I can't get a full-time job. Um, but eventually he gets a full-time job and it just it just takes a while. It takes him years to like become a working member of society. And I agree that the steps that he went to get there were very. Uh, I was like, "Stop talking to
1: me! <laughs>
0: like, talk, yeah, don't talk to me!"
1: Yeah, he he's definitely the most relatable character, especially to anyone over the age of like twenty, probably. <laughs> yeah, in that series, the the way the way he like deals with being the gifted child, if you will, and having the having to come to terms that he's really not to be mean, but not mean because no one is technically special. He's not special. He's just, he's a regular guy and his parents put way too much pressure on him to be the best because they thought he was the best in eighth grade, (laughs) which is like insane. It's an eighth (laughs) grader, but yeah, just the, the pressure on him and him being like, what else am I supposed to do? I can't live my whole life like this. And then finally feeling that freedom, but then not having anything else in his life. That was very, uh hit a little too close.
0: Hit <laughs> a little too close to me. Like, don't, don't come at me like that. Like, I also love that he's the one who's like, Hey, you know, after, Chihiro and Sakia have clearly had a very romantic moment with each other, but she knows that he's going to leave. And so it's impossible. And she's just like crying the day before her graduation or like the day of her graduation. And Kanade just comes over and he's like, hey, hey, I'm going to tell you something that you don't want to hear. You think that this is like the hardest thing that you've ever done. Uh, but it's not the hardest thing that you are ever gonna do. Like this is not this is not the end of your suffering. Your suffering will be worse. But also, you can be happy sometimes, and that's cool. And I'm like, this guy
1: just like
0: comes for it, and I appreciate him. I appreciate him for
1: that. That was a really great line monologue, whatever you want to call it. It was just a really great <laughs> moment at the end of that series, being like your life isn't over. It's going to keep going. You're going to be probably sadder at some point. You might be happier at some point. Like this isn't going to be the end. I was just like, oh, that's nice. <laughs>
0: I know. I was like, I mean, it seems dark in the moment, but it's true. And I feel like this is the message, you know, like in the end, I had written a note at some point being like, it's really weird to be reading a manga where they're already 18. And we're like only following the last year of their high school life like that's pretty weird for a shoujo manga to do normally the you get through all three years of it and and, like watch them graduate and then that's like the end right and then this whole series is like no no this is the beginning this was nothing (laughs) Like, like this was formative for who you're gonna go be for real now, you know, like this is this is a foundation.
1: Yeah, I guess in a way that would make the last chapters feel a little more cathartic if we think of it that way, where it's like we get to see a little bit of like you know their their midpoint in life too, because we see them. I don't even know how old they're really supposed to be. I'm gonna assume like after college, so like 25 maybe, but. We get yeah. to see a little more of like the end of their life. So I guess if I look at it this way, that way, I could be more like, okay, that, that can be like a little bit of a cathartic ending where we, we were seeing their beginning the whole series. So now let's see a little bit of the end too. I guess. I'm not saying that it makes the yeah, end no. <laughs> better.
0: I'm just like, <laughs>
1: it's a good message. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Yeah. But so now we have to talk about... Nigerian and Saki, apparently, because classic Takia age gap refers to in Fruits Basket as well, there's an age gap romance. You all know this. Between <laughs> <laughs> Toru's parents. So here, it's kind of interesting because at first you think the age gap romance is going to be with their teacher, Shizuka or something was his name. And he's like advising their star watching club at school. Like he's the advisor for that. Um, But it turns out that she was just going after him to try to make her servant guy jealous. And I was like, what is happening?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) The whole thing with Saki honestly makes no sense. And it's very weak as a (laughs) storyline. Like... First of all, it reminds me of like if Kadocha went in the horrible route where they put Sana together with her agent, like they tried to (laughs) allude to at the beginning. But it's like like, the bad ending of a of anything. (laughs) Yeah. The bad ending of Kadocha is Sana gets with her like 30-year-old agent man. (laughs) But that's kind of what it feels like. I'm just like it it is so reminiscent of some of stories that are coming out right now. Honestly, so, like, clearly this is something that a lot of, like, I guess shojo. I, I don't really know of any, like, other demographic of manga that have, like, this sort of, like, rich girl and their bodyguard type of, like, romance Yeah, why stories. is this a thing now? Why is this happening? Yeah, because I can think of, like, three or four of them in shoujo that are currently com- coming out. And I'm just, like, they're all weird. They're just, it's a weird dynamic and especially with her having found him in a dumpster when he was in high school and she was in fifth grade and he's like actually I'm in love with you and I have been this whole time and it's just like an an 11 year old? What?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with you you creeper? And then like you know he straight up you know she overhears him being like oh would never love her So, like his employer and I was like girl you didn't think that that was a lie because this is super illegal (laughs) if he was like hey I want to kiss this 12 year old like what is up like I don't understand
1: and the fact that she wasn't 18 I thought was also strange because like in in the very loosest sense of the term I could be okay with it I could have been like well at least she's 18 but like no why it also had to be that she's not even 18 yet like everyone else in the series was so why was she the one that was still underage that that was also just kind of like oh okay so she really wants to hammer it home but
0: yeah for sure and it's like I like their dynamic actually like they are very funny together because she's always just like pretending that she's so cool and like super pretentious and everything and then he just comes in and he's like you're dumb (laughs) like just straight up like says the thing that like whatever they're fighting about she's like you don't know how i feel and he's like i do know how you feel and you're being dumb (laughs) like that's like the dynamic they have and i'm like that's awesome why did we have to bring romance into this yeah why could
1: he have like just been kind of a father figure in a way (laughs) because we never see her dad anyway so he couldn't have just been like the dad for her (laughs) I know I was like come on no
0: and I don't understand it doesn't add anything like thematically (laughs) about families or anything I'm like no no no
1: it almost would have been more thematic to not have them be romantic because he could have been Hijiri's Kanade basically like for Sakuya yeah so like the romance added nothing (laughs) in in that regard (laughs) Takio is definitely just like
0: Hijiri needs a conflict, I guess. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Let's pick one up. I just feel like Takaya might have daddy issues because, like, every single one of her series is about like family trauma, and then all of them have like age gaps with minors. So I'm just like, I think this. I think I think she might have some daddy issues. She needs to work (laughs) out, and she's kind of putting older adults. together romantically because of whatever's going on there i know
0: i definitely every time i read these series i'm like what happened to Takya? who hurt you <laughs> and then my husband's always like it doesn't mean that anything directly happened to her and i'm like come on though
1: <laughs> it's a little too prevalent uh, for me to like let this go at this
0: point <laughs> yeah i was like you don't go this hard about the same thing without it being like something that you just like have something happen to you yeah. <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> so i'm really curious like what what do you think the overall like theme of this
1: was or like what theme really stuck with you from this one of the things that i really got out of the second read was Oh, I can't remember what chapter it was. I think it was when they all went to look at the moon. I think it was that chapter, or they all went stargazing. You know, as they do in the series, as
0: they as they do.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, but Shiro mentions something about like the stars, and then Sakuya says that like, isn't it crazy how big the world is, and yet like we're all together and we all have like connected feelings or something like that. And I, I, I like that sort of message in the series that like the world is so big and, and people are so insignificant and yet we all mean so much to each other. I just think that I thought that was like that made me that made me shed a tear a little bit. You're like, I'm gonna cry right now. <laughs> yeah, that was a great moment. That was probably Well, I don't think it's like technically the overall theme of the series. It was definitely like a good message that can connect in the overall theme, which is definitely more just like people affect your life and life goes on and family can be anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely
0: think I like this thing where it's like they are technically not they they are a lot of them are still with their family like family members but they're not a typical nuclear family unit and I like that because I really struggle with like the trope of found family and I know that it comes from a good place it comes from like mostly like queer kids needing to find their own families cuz their their families reject them and I understand that and I get that but I feel like now the meaning of it has become just like, isn't this just a friend group? I don't understand. <laughs> so, like, like, I read stuff and I'm like, but they're just friends, though. Like, they, they, they have families elsewhere. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, So I like this where it's like, well, you know, Sakiya now lives with her slightly older cousin and Yuri lives with his brother and his grandma because his parents died and... Jeri lives with her weird bodyguard <laughs> and her mom somewhere in a compound. Like, whatever, being a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Chihiro lives with his aunt and uncle. Like, I like that it's like, hey, yeah, family is still important, but you can definitely, you don't have to be like your mom and dad or, or everything, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'm
1: like, that's good. I like that idea of found family for sure. It can be whoever makes you the happiest and whoever cares about you. It doesn't have to be the ones who produced you, but literally could not give two craps about you. So like, I, I really like that part of the series too.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That reminds me of when Kanade, Kanade was like talking to Sakia's dad, I guess, when he was, her dad was making the proposal to him. And he was like, aren't you worried? About your daughter living with a older man, like that's weird. And he was just like, you know, her dad was like, I I trust you both. And Kanaday was like, so he doesn't give a shit. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Amazing and terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this guy, he's just, he's just going for it. Yeah. And I liked the I feel like there were probably mixed metaphors in here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna like let that slide because I like the idea of being like they're looking up at the stars but the stars were you all along and then like the imagery of like aliens and wizards that gets thrown in like Saki is like I'm an alien I just wanted to live on planet earth with everybody and then she realizes like oh well maybe I can do that but like have to find the other weirdo aliens on the planet earth or we just go live on a, a different planet and I'm like yeah that's nice and yeah yeah
1: yeah, I a lot of what Sakuya says. I like, I love her conclusions to a lot of like her life situations and everything like that. She's just kind of like, I don't know. She is a ball of sunshine, but at the same time, she's like very deeply hurt by everything. But she's just trying to get by. So I really, I love her character.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I love the, you know. I guess one of the other big themes was this discussion of like reality versus illusion. Like one of the the part in the beginning where Chihiro just goes so hard the second time that he meets Sakuya, you know, he gets off of the train and they talk to each other. And he's she's just like, who are you? Like, I don't know who you are. I thought you were my cousin's friend, but he thinks you're my boyfriend. And so that's very weird, you know, and he's just like, I could be a wizard <laughs> or like any number of things, but I can't be who I am like. Reality is too painful, and I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? That's weird." So, what, what I took from this was that, like, reality versus illusion—like, what you see and what you feel may not always be appropriate or like kind, but that's always going to be real. It's kind of just a matter of perception. Like, not like the glass is half full or half empty, but like it's both at the same time, and. You can sit in the feelings of both at any given moment, you know, and, and that's fine. The stars, the way we perceive them, they're not tiny specks of light. Like, that's what we see, but they're like giant balls of gas in the sky that we just can't perceive. They just, and it's just you know,
1: both both things are true at the same time. <laughs> that That's fine. In a lot of ways, that can also go back to, like, Yuri's conclusion that he came to with Sakuya about, like, not passing judgment. On someone before you get to know them first, because like you could see something completely different than what the person actually is. So I think that's that definitely like ties into that too. Yes. This
0: is a very good series with a lot of great like one liners. Like I think I wrote the most notes I have written in a long time because it's just me being like, oh my God, awesome line, (laughs) right down the line, oh my God awesome (laughs) you know like panel like oh my god I'm crying (laughs) and just like
1: yeah the art in this series is phenomenal I feel like like Fruits Basket had great art but this one is is gorgeous the way that a lot of the panels are laid out I'm just like I'm looking at it I'm like it I feel so much emotion coming out of this and uh, just the sky and the starry imagery I loved it it was gorgeous Yeah, so so much twinkling, so many (laughs) styles.
0: I also noticed that Takio is a big fan, because I was reading it digitally, so I guess I noticed it more. Like, big fan of two-panel spreads, but kind of like there's a bar on the right-hand side and the left-hand side, and then there's just a big image in the middle spreading across two pages, but that was always split for me, because I was, like, reading on my Yeah, (laughs) anytime I I would try
1: to crack my book open a little bit more, there's like white spaces in between. So like they don't even connect. (laughs)
0: I know. Okay, Uh, that's actually interesting because yeah, in the in the digital version, I kept being like, "Why are the why is there like a weird white bar that's in between both of them?" So like, that's just how it was printed. That's wild. Yeah, it
1: it I would have to like kind of close my my book just a little bit and kind of like push it in so I could connect the page. (laughs) That's
0: weird. Interesting. Okay, new mystery, but no. Now we have to answer the one true question (laughs) this comes from at shoujo 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 say world on twitter gosh I will learn how to say words someday so which pain made you cry the most that's what I recall from reading the series is crying a lot oh I didn't realize we're supposed to pick the one that made me cry the most like that there's so many (laughs) yeah
1: I have like three of the most notable ones that made me cry the most okay go for it the first is i feel like this one's obvious but the page reveal of chihiro seeing sakura uh at the school for the first time that literally like my heart sunk to my stomach and i'm like they did not just go there and started crying (laughs) and then just his stunned reaction and then the page like a couple after that where he's like oh, I, I see, you gave up. And then he's, like, looking up in the sky, and the, the cherry blossoms are kind of, like, turning into stars. That is also really pretty imagery in the series, the way they blend the cherry blossoms with the uh, stars. it Like, yeah. also blending, like, Chihiro and Sakuya together. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that uh, that one was pretty devastating. <laughs> Devastated,
0: Devastation number one <laughs> Yeah
1: and then the one that I remember The first time I read I cried again the second time But the first time I read it I was Sobbing I was like uncontrollably sobbing it Was when Yuri had confessed to Sakuya and then they meet each other At the beach and we find out That the reason Sakuya has Tried to start smiling was because Of Yuri but she has to Reject him And take away his smile, essentially. I was sobbing (laughs) during that whole scene. (laughs) Like, I wasn't really, like, rooting for Yuri in any way. But that moment, it really, really got to me. And then the last one was definitely when... Chihiro and Sakuya were saying their final goodbye <laughs> and like they both knew that they were in love with each other but they didn't do anything until Sakuya you know went in to kiss him and then he did it back and I was like oh no oh
0: no yeah I was I was surprised by that I was like wow they got kissed like three times and they know that they love each other and now they're gonna part no it's just terrible <laughs>
1: Which is what made that kiss 10 times worse. I was like, oh, yeah. God.
0: I was like, this is terrible. Okay, so I actually have i – all right, I'll try to limit myself to three. I think I have three different devastating pages. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> so, I mean, I for sure just sobbed through all, like, the middle – Sakura stuff, but the page that got me, I guess, was after she had tried to commit suicide, and he like goes to visit the hospital a bunch, and you just see the time progression in three panels, and he's explaining how like his his thoughts have evolved about how he feels about her. So you know, at first he's like, "I love her so much, uh, and I'm trying to be so good for you," and then he like becomes resentful. And then he goes back to like chastising himself for being resentful towards her. Like, I, and then it's just a cycle. And I was like, oh my God, no. <laughs> and you can see the trees in the, like, there's a tree in the background. So at first it's like fall, then it's like summer, then it's just a deep, dark winter. And it's like the main background is black. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm crying so hard. This is devastating
1: stuff. A lot of the Chihiro stuff really, really hits. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hit so hard and stop. And then I think the
0: the second moment that really got like I was like, oh no, Kanade is coming for me. But this particular moment when he was explaining how him and Sakia started living together was, you know, he's the one. You know, her parents are such jerks that they're like, we didn't tell her that you're gonna go live <laughs> together. So like, you have to go uh, tell her that she's gonna go live with you. And so it's just a page of her being like, oh, you know, he he like finds her in the backyard or somewhere on the street. And she's like, oh, do you forget where our house is? Like, here, let me show you. And he's just like, you're not going home. Uh, That's not your home anymore. You don't belong there anymore. And, you know, otherwise it's just Sakuya being silent and like devastated. And it goes on like that. And there's a whole page after that of them, her just like being in their feelings. And I was like, no, no.
1: (laughs) It's too much. No more Sakuya sadness. No more Sakuya sadness.
0: And then, oh my gosh, it's so hard to only pick. It was impossible to pick one. so hard to pick even three. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I think the third one was, I guess, Chihiro's avoiding Sakuya for a while after he has found out that Sakura has woken up but he hasn't like told her he's going to Tokyo or no, like he's about to tell her um, and everything. And, you know, they're just in the hallway. They meet, she's like returning something. And he's just like, I have to go now. I'm, I'm in a hurry. And he just walks past her and she just like sinks into the attendance sheet that she's holding. And I was like, no,
1: <laughs> no,
0: the little things really got me like, yeah, just so. The
1: expressions apartment. in this series, I feel like they feel so visceral. Like yes. the way they express emotion, uh, it's like drawn. It's so visceral. And I feel like that's what really gets you about this one is just the emotions come through so much.
0: Yeah. honorable mention to when I guess they had their whole like kissing moment and then Shahiro is leaving for real and like you see his back. And you see Sakia like, reaching out to him. He turns around and she, like, retreats her hand, like, back into her other hand. And I'm like, no! <laughs> no, it's too much. I can't. So I just cried the whole time. That's
1: basically what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> We're cutting out a lot of moments that we cry.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's like a... That's just the curated moments of crying time. So there's, you know, like 18 more. Um, so it's basically if you really want a cathartic cry, like this is this is it. This is it. Um, well, so I think that's Twinkle Stars. Like, you have any any final thoughts about this, Gully?
1: I sat in silence for a good like five minutes after I finished the series. And I was just like, man this hit so much harder the second time and I went over to my boyfriend I was just like oh I'm so lucky I have you <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh this is what this is what shojo reading a shojo does to me I'm just like I feel everything all at once <laughs> no
0: for sure I definitely woke up and was like I'm so glad that my husband is with me and that he loves me and this is good. <laughs> like, I don't know. This is good for sure. Uh, and I, I've i only read it this one time, but I definitely was already like, man, this is going to be even worse the second time. I'm just going to cry more because you know what happens. You know the mystery. You're going to be like, oh,
1: things hit different. Like, oh, no. <laughs> that is one thing I didn't mention yet, but um, having... Known what happens in the series, going back to read it the uh, second time felt like I could understand a lot of like what was going on and a lot of like the early dialogue without being like, what, what is this? Like, what's happening? When you know what's happening, you're like, oh, this is all starting to make sense. Like, so that is yeah. one good thing of like going, having gone back to read it, I'm like, oh, this is like a mind explosion. <laughs> I understand everything now.
0: For sure. I definitely was starting to get lost. Like, you know, they would reference in the early pages being like, when you said that thing to me, like, it really just struck me. And I'm like, what did he say? Why did he say it again? I don't remember. I have to, like, go back and look it up. And, like, this is so hard. Now I would be like, oh, yes, obviously everything makes sense to me. Oh, no. (laughs) Cry some more. So, uh, yeah, I definitely anticipate just. You know, five years from now, crying again. That'll, that'll be fun. <laughs> and I will leave you with a, perhaps not exactly direct quote, but a quote. The winners in this world are the ones who laugh, even if the road they're on is shitty. That's 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 the real conclusion here. <laughs> Great quote. Great quote. <laughs> Love this manga. Love crying. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to Shoujo and Tell comments questions constructive criticism, concerns. You need to tell us how much you cried at this manga email showjo and tell at gmail.com or leave a comment on the episode's YouTube page. We're at showjo and tell on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram as long as those platforms I mean some of them are imploding so I don't <laughs> I don't know anymore. Just just find this in your podcast directories y'all <laughs> like email send me uh, smoke signals. I don't know. <laughs> Colleen, where can people find you
1: and your work on the internet? You can find me at YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram on, at Colleen's MangaRex, and then on Twitter at Manga underscore Nostalgic. As long as Twitter still exists. If Twitter yeah. is still there, you can find me there. You can <laughs> find all R. my R. friends. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, you can make the shonen jump to shoujo. It's so good. <laughs> Are you excited every time you see a new episode from us? If so, please consider leaving a rating on Apple Podcasts. This will help the show reach more hearts, or at least ears. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next time for Alice 19th by Yu Watase with the hosts of Shoujo Sunday. Or I'll be continuing our clamp journey with Asher with short episodes about Ducleon clamp school defenders, and clamp school detectives. Look, for once, I've got plans this time. I'm I'm like, not just like, I don't know what we're doing next. I know what we're doing next. So stay tuned uh, to see how that all shakes out. Until then, bye.